Welcome to the Pre-Vet Pausecast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to season four of the Pre-Vet Pausecast, Binging the Application. I'm Alex Avellino, and today's episode features an advising session with a very competitive equine-focused student. You'll hear a complete overview of their application stats, including looking through the experience section, chatting about who should write their letters of recommendation, and opportunities to increase their diversity of vet experience. You'll notice that all names have been removed to protect confidentiality. I want to thank the students' willingness to record their session to help listeners get inspired about using their local network to make connections. So I have just kind of things all over the board. Um, My first question was things I was kind of looking up different requirements because I know things are doing weird things with COVID Um, and specifically with online labs because I know some people are saying like you can only take the online lab if it's the only option. So I would say for UF we've always accepted online courses and online labs even when COVID wasn't a thing. Okay. So for us, it's fine, but I don't know about your other schools. So you're going to want to check. Yeah. Another question I had was I came in to undergrad with a lot of my credits done, like the things like the humanities and the social sciences and things that I think a lot of people are generally like that's their fillers for their credits and they're kind of a little easier And so I've had a hard time building schedules that are not overwhelmingly difficult because I don't have those kind of filler classes to put in there. And I'm, I know people suggest like 15 hours a semester, and I'm having a hard time reaching that without overloading. Yes. Okay. So are you asking like how to approach it? Yeah, kind of. I would do, you have a couple of options. So for UF, For the past few years, we have had that academic essay that you can talk about, and that's where you could address, I am so happy and grateful and fortunate that I was able to come into college with a lot of credits. So I have had very trying and difficult schedules of heavy science courses, and I think that really helped prepare me for vet school. And while I wasn't able to reach you know, 15 to 18 credits a semester because of this, what I did do was fill my time with other activities. Okay. So I would keep it super positive. I would talk about why it's a benefit that you have your schedule the way you do. Yeah. And I would address it. Now you could completely ignore it and just be like, maybe they won't even notice that I don't have 15 credits a semester because you kept the 12 full course load, which is what's required of a student. But you might get the person who's like counting credits and that does happen. So I think you could address it. Yeah, I sit generally so far, I've been sitting between 14 and 16. So like, I'm not, I'm not far off. Yeah, I just worry because I'm like, I don't have that three credit, like kind of easy class. Right. I then, since you're between 14 and 16, I would probably say, I would love to chat about my, what are they? Are they AP credits? Yeah, they're all, all AP credits. I would say I'd love to chat about my AP credits. I am really grateful that I got a lot of those done before 
undergrad so I could really focus on a competitive, rigorous course load of an average of 15 credits a semester of science courses. Okay. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was definitely a worry for me because I know they're like 15 is the magic number and you need to be there or above. I'm like, honestly, oh, some, some admissions committee members feel that way. Some don't really care about it. I think you would want to just highlight, just be highlighting everything for the people who do care and the people who don't care. And then, yeah, sometimes you get folks who are like, show me you can do 18 credits a semester, but you're right. Half of those credits are humanities. No one is taking yeah. 18 credits of science. So yeah, I think you could address it a little bit and highlight it and stay super positive. Okay. And then, I mean, I have like a job on top of that. So I think that's something to add there. Yeah. And that kind of segues into another question I had, which was breaking down um, how to categorize different activities because okay. I have a tendency to try to kill two birds with one stone, but I know on the application, I can't say, well, I was paid to be a veterinary technician and put it in paid experience and vet experience. Correct. So I just kind of wonder like how to break those things up because I do have like some shadowing and some volunteering that would definitely go into the vet med like veterinary experience category, but then like I'm a technician at the large animal hospital here at UF. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a big time commitment, mm -hmm. but do I put it in veterinary experience because I'm a veterinary technician or do I put it in paid experience? You have to put it in veterinary experience. Okay. Paid okay. experience is truly outside employment that has nothing to do with animals. Okay. Now, if you worked at the large animal hospital as the receptionist. Yeah. Yes, you could put that under employment. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, you're correct. Like if they asked you, Hey, have you ever had a job? You get to say, yes, I have. I'm a paid technician. If they say, have you ever had a job that had nothing to do with animals? It sounds like you can't say that. Have you had a job in high school? I, I had, I was a tutor for a while. That then has nothing to do with animals. There you go. So now okay. you, that, you check that box. So you do have, okay. you have paid employment. You do. You have veterinary experience. Do you, are you checking all the other boxes? I have Oh, that's another question. I did research in high school. I had a research internship over the summer in Curtis Labs at UF College of Veterinary Medicine, oh. making vaccines for fish. Yeah, you could. Is that something I can put in it? Yeah, because I know it's from high school. It is from high school. However, are you graduating from college early? Uh, I don't plan to. I could, but I again, like earlier, I don't want to overload myself. And like, I take rigorous schedule, a schedule that's rigorous, but I don't want to like crack the whip and rush things. So what I tell students who are graduating early because they have so many AP or IB credits or dual enrollment, they can log high school experiences because at that point they were doing college and high school at the same time, which essentially, I don't really count AP as that. It's not really the same. Yeah, in your class. However, I think your research experience does count. Because, okay. I mean, how many years ago was it? Three, four? It was 2018. 2018. So that's three years ago. That is not long. If it was 10 years ago, I'm going to be like, no, no, no. So I think for sure, okay. it, yes. Okay. And then I'll, I'm doing another research project this summer. So that's oh, fantastic. on top of that. But yeah, I would, so. I would log the high school. <laughs> Go ahead and log it. It wasn't that long ago. Okay. Yeah. Because I think for, for me, that's a big one because it was a pretty significant 
place to be doing research and that it was at the CBM and I did a poster presentation for the lab and like yeah so okay so yeah that was that was that um and then the other box is God, it's, what is the other box okay so your six boxes veterinary you have veterinary you have research you have paid employment you have um extracurriculars uh yeah um I'm on the meet judging team this year. I am an officer for a Gator Collegiate Cattle Women. I'm in Block and Bridal. I'm in the Pre-Vet Club. Good. So those are- Extracurriculars that have nothing to do with animals? Anything that has nothing to do with animals? No. What's your volunteer work? So in the community? Um, I'm in the College of Ag's Honor Fraternity, Alpha Zeta. So I do a lot of volunteering through them. And most of what I do is teaching boy scouts merit badges oh love it okay and that would be <laughs> non-animal related okay good wonderful okay the last box that we the last one is animal experiences so that would be yeah. things that have nothing to do with the vet i've got that i've been a working student in ocala since my senior year of high school so you have i mean you've checked every single box what's your gpa right now uh 3.96 okay well you're gonna get reviewed so <laughs> Definitely going to get reviewed. You've checked every box. Literally the only things left for you to do would be making sure that you've got those strong letters of rec. And here's where we should discuss this part. So whoever, who's writing your letters? Um, probably from the vet school. Um, the lady whose kids I tutored, um, she's a nephrologist at the vet, um, at the College of Medicine. I tutored her kids, but I did some work. It wasn't real work, but I worked sort of in her lab for a while, like just kind of helping with some things. She just writes really good letters of recommendation. Are you putting the time that you spent in her lab on your application? I don't know if I can. If you don't, that's going to look sketchy. Okay. It's going to be like, who? because that's something that a lot of admissions committee members will do. They'll see the name of the person who's writing it or the organization, yeah. and then they'll check the experience section to be like, does this add up? Okay. Yeah. So, oh. okay. Have you already asked her? Uh, no, but I know she would. So I haven't asked anyone yet because I'm still like a year and a half away from applying. Oh my God, are you? Yeah. Okay. So something yeah. that you should also consider is everything you're doing now you have to keep doing or yeah. you have to, if you stop, you have to refill it in because things get old. So like the yeah. high school experience for next year is still fine because it's only four years. Okay. okay. I mean, Dr. Morton is obviously going to know how to write a letter. I'm a little iffy about the mom tutor. Okay. And then uh, Dr. who's professor in animal science, probably have him and his grad student co-write it because I TA'd for him and then his grad students are the coaches of the meat judging team and he's heavily involved in that. Okay. So there's that. Um, and that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. I have other people I could ask, but I think Dr. Him would be the best in knowing me though. I don't have any, the only small animal experience I have is, um, volunteering at vet school like I have like and kind of volunteering at clinics generally I'm it's not my strong suit in my experience category so are you hoping to be a horse girl is that your plan I want to do theory you want to do theory okay so 
I will tell you what I've been telling vet or pre-vet students lately is the what I notice the most of folks who get in, they have a strong foundation in small animal general practice. Okay. Now, if you want to do Therio, that doesn't really make sense for you to go and do that. However, yeah. because Therio is fairly niche, you yeah. do want that small animal general practice. So can you put it on your to-do list between now and then to get a solid yeah. small animal and maybe that person could write you a letter of rec? Yeah. I, and I then my other one I'm hoping is I'm starting a project with Dr. who just got hired in 2020 to the vet school, um, doing estrus cycles in the sheep herd, the sheep flock yes. here and doing some like semen eval, eval stuff. So I thought that would, if it goes well and like we have a good relationship with that, that would be a good one for Therio. That's true. Um, again, it's, that's true. I still would want you to get small animal general practice foundation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely not my strong suit. It's not that I like shy away from it because I'm perfectly happy, like going and doing small animal things. It's just like, I'd rather have a job in a large animal hospital and I get in trouble with that. <laughs> I think so what I've been telling students too is you have to get your foot in the door and then you can do whatever you want once you get into vet school but you have to do some of these things to get there and when you're in yeah. vet school you're going to be doing a lot of small animal it's mostly yeah. small animal so I would get that foundation just so you feel like I mean can we say like 250 hours of small animal that's not that much yeah I think I if we go with like straight up like volunteering I have like 200 hours in small animal practices through the vet like it's all through the vet school well it's, there's a few other things and I know like that's not the strongest I mean yeah if you could get like Banfield, Millhopper, West End something that's more like where they're gonna let you put your hands on things and do mm -hmm. I would even just a hundred hours maybe okay help. It, just in case because you have such a strong application at this point I would hate for them to be like well we'd love to see more small animal experience yeah I think that's that's one of the questions I had for you too is I definitely get myself in trouble in the fact that I've been so lucky to know exactly where I want to go and I've wanted to be a vet for a very long time and it's just gotten more specific and I have the experience in repro and I've really fallen in love with it and it's what I want to do and I run into the trap of all my time is spent you know doing large animal things doing repro things because that's what I love to do and that's what I want to spend my time doing mm -hmm. and I have kind of some like I wouldn't, I don't want to say insignificant, but they're not as showy yeah. experiences with small animals. And yeah. I have like no experience with any exotics or zoo animals. Don't worry about the exotics and zoo. I wouldn't worry about that at all. Okay. I would even maybe say like, how do you feel about just doing like a couple of operation catnips? That's just- I try. <laughs> I try to do operation catnip. I would keep trying. I would keep trying. Cause even- I'm trying. <laughs> Four operation catnips done because that kind of sh covers shelter med. Yeah. And then some like a mom and pop veterinarian or something where you can really understand like small animal caseloads in like a less affluent sense. Because if all of your yeah. 
in the vet school, like, eh, you're not. Really I definitely good. am heavy on the vet school just because I'm from Gainesville and I know a lot of people, like I've been really fortunate that I've grown up here and have so much access to the vet school, but it definitely pulls me out of the other experience that other people are getting um, in those smaller clinics. And also because I grew up here and both my parents work for um, Shands, I kind of have taken the path to academia and like, that's what I wanna do. I wanna work in a actual like teaching hospital. I love teaching people about the things I love to do. Yes. and which is wonderful. That's, that's where I want to go. So I gravitate towards the vet school again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any problem with that. You might get the recommender, or not the recommender, but you might get the um, reviewer who pulls like, well, of course you like that. That's all you've been exposed to. Yeah. We have <laughs> things. So it's just, honestly, I really don't think you're going to have any problems or trouble. It's something I have struggled with for a long time. At least you know, I appreciate the self-awareness. Yeah, it's something that I, I try my best to try to branch out, but I just kind of get pulled back. And I, especially now with COVID, like that's where my opportunities arise is at the best school because I already have the in and it's hard to get the in somewhere else. But if you already have the end of the vet school, you could be saying to Dr. Martin, listen, I'm worried about my application because I don't have a strong foundation in small animal. Who do you know around here that I should talk to? So you still have an in by using yeah. those folks. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would consider that. Okay. Yeah. I think in general, it's just kind of, am I doing enough? Like I made, I'm in the, your class. Uh, so I made, like, you showed us how they see your experiences on the application when they come through. Like, I made my Excel like that. Right, good. And so it's, it looks really nice in some places. And in other places, it doesn't. Okay. So that's just, I just, like, I mean, I could, if you really wanted to see it, I could share my screen and show you it. I mean, if it but, helps for me to see it that's fine and you have a full year to make it look nice in every section but yeah you can share your screen so where is this excel so this is it okay so veterinary it looks it looks pretty ish here i need to add in the you have five four experiences which is great and then number of weeks for, okay. So the first thing I noticed for small animal, less, pretty much less than four months. Yeah. At one location. So that's something where it's like, can you, can you volunteer once a week at a small animal practice, maybe even emergency. So then you're don't have to mess with your large animal schedule. So if you did yeah. work, so weekends and nights relief volunteer, whatever for like eight months. Okay. I would, I would say that. And then you probably have a ton of hours from the large animal hospital, which isn't on here. I just didn't want to go too far back because like I said before, like most of my hours have been just kind of following Dr. around and it's been for a long time, but I know I don't want to go back to middle school when I first like got the in with her. Why? So, Why don't you want to? Well, I just feel like I, I shouldn't 
go that far back. Was like, it, it feels old? <laughs> was it ridiculous? I mean, was it actual legit experiment experience? I mean, yeah, it was fall going with her, watching surgeries, um, wa like watching lameness exams with her and things like that. I mean, it's the experience you can get when you're young. I think that you should consider putting it on there. And when it comes time to do your application, we can revisit it and see if it's like, do I even need to put this on there? Do I already have a thousand hours? It might not be worth it, but it's okay. kind of showing like you have stuck with something for a long time. I think there's something to that. Okay. Um, and then I need to put the hours in for the last thing, but she's a repro vet in Ocala. Okay. And then this was I my summer internship with Dr. the vet school with my research and then I'll add to that this summer and however long the project with the sheep goes right um and then this was I need to add hours for that um that is the person who I tutored for and then I guess you said the teching needs to go to vet experience and not stay here correct and then for nanny and tutor, I would say early childhood, how old were the kids? Um, middle school. Oh, middle school. Then I would say, I don't know that I want you to use the word nanny. Okay. I think nanny does not get across what you're doing. So yeah. Say, um, chi I don't even know what I want you to say, childcare. Like, but I think you could say childcare professional slash okay. tutor, something like that. Okay. And then that will move. And then this is my extracurriculars. Okay. Um, I really just started making this. You need bit. to now make new lines. So Alpha Zeta member, and then a new line, Alpha Zeta pledge chair chancellor. Okay, okay. So, cause those will all be listed separately. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll do that. Um, that's that. And then my volunteering, I, that's just the first time I did it. It was like five weeks teaching. And then it adds, I've done a couple more badges with them. So they'll add in there. Okay. Um, it's not, I wanted to ask how to put things like that into, because it's not like I've been consistently teaching from, you know, January to October of one year it's right. kind of like two month sessions because you do it and then you like there's a gap and then you so do another session when you open up Vemcast, there's options so there's full-time part-time per diem like there's a couple of selections so you'll select whichever one makes the most sense okay potentially you'll be able to just like chunk all of the hours together otherwise what you might end up doing is just painting the most accurate picture. So let's say you have a total of 50 hours, but over a year. Okay. You probably just divide it by week because it just hard. Sometimes it's a little bit tricky to log those hours. You'll have to see which one makes the most sense. Okay. And then animal experience digs way back to 2018. And yeah. that's every Sunday since then. <laughs> okay. So what I would say is you have plenty of animal experience now and you have plenty of experience with horse horses like you've done that so maybe you want to free up your Sundays for either yeah. or an emergency clinic yeah mm -hmm. okay but other than yeah, that it's the general trend of my life is getting everything with large animals and horses and well not 
going to small animal. <laughs> it's wonderful that you have a strong foundation in equine and now you can add a little bit of small animal between now and then and then get into vet school. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. I think you're on a great track. I'm not worried. Hopefully I am. <laughs> you're on a great track. Keep track of all your notes. <laughs> write down all of like how we discussed about how you're going to talk about your AP credits. Like write all that stuff down. So then you're ready to go. But I, I don't think yeah. you're too worried. Okay. All right. I will see you on Monday. Have a good rest of your week. Thank you. You too. Okay, bye. Bye.